Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. Hi, I'm Allison Langer, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories. I'm Andrea Askowitz. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts art and heart. By art, we mean the craft of writing. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. There's no better place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. In class, as a prompt, sometimes I ask people to close their eyes, and then I walk around and I like have them smell something, like sunblock. One time I brought in fresh bread, and then I just say, go and people write whatever comes to their mind based on that smell. Sometimes I'll play a song like a Beatles song. Sometimes I'll throw out a word like pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that. And these prompts inspire stories. Well, you have to trust the process. Like last night when we threw out shit. Yeah. Um, that poor woman went a little bit nutsy because she was like, shit, I don't I don't like shit. It makes me vulgar. I, I want to vomit. <laughs> one person got really, really nervous about the um, whole story. But what was so cool is one, is one of our students wrote this really cool story about shit. And it was like, literally, she was like, the story was carrying a box of shit. So there was shit hidden inside yeah. a box. She because she had to get her shit tested. Yeah, she had to get yeah. her shit tested. But then the story turned into a story about exposing her shit, which is something that is really hard for her and something that she has to do. And and we had this cool conversation in class, which was like, oh, she actually raised her hand and she was like, oh, my God, is this how it works? Yeah. You just keep writing until something comes out. Yes, yes. And yes, that's exactly Gotta how it works. Gotta trust the process. So she went from a box of shit to a yeah. real story about writing. Sharing. Sharing. Really her. sharing and how good it feels to actually just get rid of all the shit she's how been carrying. How important that is yeah. for her. At first, yes, it seems like you're writing and writing and you're like, oh, my God, everyone goes, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever written. And we're all like, "Uh uh-huh. And then before you know it, it's turned into this really beautiful story. So although you may end up lopping off the entire first half, but you've got to keep writing and writing and asking yourself, why is this coming up for me? Because eventually, if you trust that process, you will get to the story. You know what I love? When people get so pissed at the prompt. Yeah. That happens often. Well, because people think you have to answer it specifically, but you don't have to describe a pussy. You know, you can just be like, oh, God, this is so uncomfortable. Yes, you can. Yes. But really, like, it could really tell us something about yourself when you start saying, God, I don't like that word. I've never liked that word. My mom told me about that word and she said never to use that word. And it got me in trouble when I use, you know, so there's a whole story that can come out based on a curse word. Yeah. So when I throw out a word and people get pissy. I love it because I feel like there's something about that word that someone probably needs to write about. Yeah, no, for sure. Today on our show, we're talking about how this type of inspiration can lead to a really amazing story. So trust that sometimes inspiration comes in the form of a word or a song or a scent or an object, like a dress. Listener Nancy Breyer submitted a story we want to share. Her story starts with a dress and turns into a story about seizing the day. Back after the break. We're back. This is Allison, and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Today's episode is about inspiration for stories and how they can come in a word, a song, a scent, or an object. Here's Nancy Breyer, a listener from California. Cocktail hour in the produce aisle. (laughs) 
It's way too fancy, I told my husband. I'd be overdressed. My new outfit was a beauty, white and lacy, perfect for a summer cocktail party, but too much for a school function on a Tuesday evening. In the back of my head, though, I heard my friend's voice. Wear it anyway. You never know when you'll get another chance. The last time I saw Shailene, I was bloated from chemo drugs, and both of us wondered if it would be the last time we'd see each other. My prognosis was bad. Triple negative breast cancer already spread to my lymph nodes and sternum. The first oncologist I saw gave me three months. The next one was more optimistic. He put my chances of survival at 60%. They started me on an aggressive regimen of chemotherapy, and after one dose, I landed in the emergency room with a bizarre side effect called neutropenic fever. It happens sometimes when chemo meds prompt a drastic spike in temperature and a drastic dip in white blood cell count. It can be deadly. When Shalene came over to visit, we didn't talk about it, but we both knew I might not make it. Years earlier, when we lived across the street from each other and cancer was a thing that other people had, Shailene had given me the same advice about a different dress. Wear it to Bruno's, she said. It's better than never wearing it at all. Shailene had a point. We lived in Upper Lake, California. Our town of 900 people didn't host a lot of cocktail parties or formal events. The Chamber of Commerce held its annual Kiss a Pig fundraiser in somebody's barn, But otherwise, things were pretty casual. Shopping at Bruno's, the grocery store one town over, was a social outing. Over piles of oranges or heaps of locally grown pears, we ran into everyone we knew. It was like going to a cocktail party without the cocktails. Shalene held the shimmery green fabric next to my skin. Its cool silkiness and opulent color made me feel like a supermodel. Then I pictured myself at Bruno's, pushing a shopping cart full of bargains down the toilet paper aisle. I couldn't convince myself to slip on that sexy new dress so checkers and baggers could see it. It felt like a crime to let that beauty languish unworn at the back of my closet, but I was saving it for something special. One time, Shalene showed up at a backyard taco feed wearing a slinky black outfit that took my breath away. Don't get me wrong... She didn't wear a plunging Versace shocker like the one Jennifer Lopez wore to the Grammy Awards, but it was eye-catching. She knows how to do it, I thought. I was inspired. She always looked fantastic, but I didn't follow her example and never wore my dress to Bruno's or anywhere else. Sometimes we made pies together, but separately. She'd make filling at her house because she had an apple tree, and I'd make crusts at mine because I always have tremendous amounts of flour. Then we'd trade, so both families would get a nice dessert. She was the kind of neighbor everyone wanted. The day I helped her load her U-Haul, I gave her a beautiful dress. Wear it to the grocery store, I said through tears. My husband bought the dress for me, but just in case it didn't fit... He bought another just like it in a different size. One of my most treasured photos is the one of Shailene and me holding up the same dress. We promised each other we'd wear them together, separately. When Shailene moved from our small town to San Antonio, Texas, a hole dropped into my life where her presence once was. 
I knew our lives were about to change, but of course, I didn't know how. I still don't understand how it is that she was the one who died, and I am the one still alive. It was a sudden, unexpected, shocking, irreversible loss. Complications from the flu took my young, healthy, beautiful friend. I look at my daughter sometimes and think of Shailene's little girl running through our backyard dressed as a butterfly or designing an entire city on our sidewalk in pastel shades of chalk. I wonder how she is faring without her mom. How is it that my daughter's playmate and confidant lost her mom while my own daughter's mom continues to live? I look at photos and think of a hundred questions that fill me with yearning and doubt. What would Shalene have thought of my family's move to Southern California? What advice would she give me about making this new foreign place into a home? About getting fancy for a school function on a Tuesday night? She'd say, wear it anyway, you never know when you'll get another chance. Shalene was right. I live my life differently now because I know cancer can hit anyone at any time and it can be fatal. And if it isn't cancer, it could be something else. I slip my new white lacy dress over my head and to the delight of my husband, I was overdressed for the school function Tuesday evening. Shalene was there with me that night as she so often is, a gentle, encouraging light. And in that moment, we were together again, separately. Oh, God, so beautiful. You always say that. I, because I love the <laughs> stories. I love this story. I, know. I love, love how she repeated together separately. Uh, me too. And then in the end, together again, again separately. separately. Uh, I know. It was really strong, the ending. that I, I'm an ending person. It's all about the ending. Every, okay, this episode is not about endings. I know, I know. But like for me, the story can be really good, and I'm reading this really great story, and then the ending sucks. And I send it to you, and I'm like, what the fuck? Who let this person end the story this way? Like, it really bothers me, because now you've invested all this time, and then they come up with this bullshit ending. But this one I loved. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And this this narrator shows how she's changed from beginning to end. She tells a whole story in the time that she's just looking at this dress in her closet, trying to decide whether she should overdress or not, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And then we get the whole reason why... In the end, she does overdress. And don't you love it? Because sometimes I show up at a place and I'm underdressed and I look around and I'm like, what is wrong with these people all overdressed? I'm this critical, judgy bitch. It's ingrained in me. You judge people for overdressing? I totally, I don't, yes. Oh. All of Miami overdresses. And yeah, I'm like, what is Why? Because they're trying too hard? I think so. Like, hi, we're at a pool party. We've discussed this before. We're at a yeah. pool party and everybody's in freaking high heels. People, put on some flip flops. 
Damn, but now, you know, you never know if one of their friends died. No, you don't know the story behind (sighs) anything. That's why, like, you've got to learn people's stories before you start, like... Judging. We have to stop judging. Yeah, everyone. This whole world has to stop judging. We think we know everything about everybody, but we don't. Seriously, though, the next event I go to, I am dressing up, and I am going to wear that shit well. I'm going to proudly prance around because I think it's really important to, to, to show it off, like to, to wear all our stuff, to seize the day. Yeah. Well, you we learned know. something really cool from Nancy and from her friend. This episode is about what inspires stories. And this story started with a dress, and then it went to another dress, and then it went to cancer, and then it went to her best friend, and then to pies, and then back to the first dress. Yeah. Full circle. Went full circle. It's, it is amazing what inspires us. And um, it could be a night cream, or it could be a pair of sunglasses, or a sweater, or a smell, you know? But in this case, it was the dress, and it brought up this whole story. And it was so nice that she shared it with us. So thank you, Nancy. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you all for listening. Hey, Writing Class Radio listener, we want your stories. Send us your best true personal essay. We pay between $50 and $100. Go to our website, writingclassradio.com. Hit the submissions tab for our guidelines. Then before you submit, listen to a bunch of our episodes to get a sense of what we air. Being familiar with style and content will up your chances of getting published in any publication, especially ours. Writing Class Radio is produced by Virginia Laura, Andrea Askwitz, and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by Justina Chandler. Additional music by Poddington Bear. Writing Class Radio is sponsored by the Launchpad at the University of Miami. If you love this show and enjoy all the extras on our website, hit the support us button. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday, so look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.